Universal laws you can use to improve your life based on philosophy and spirituality without religion. These are the seven hermetic principles. Never heard of them? Yep. I hadn't either. But somewhere along the line, it came into view for me. So... I dived in and did research on them them because I heard great stuff about the Hermetic Principles. So let me give you background, just some history on where these seven Hermetic Principles come from before I tell you what they are. Hermeticism is a form of spiritual philosophy. Like I mentioned, it's considered an occult source of wisdom. Now, many people consider the word occult bad. But it literally means secret. There is nothing evil about occult, okay? There has been other occult practices that have given bad associations to the title occult. Also, I guess it sounds kind of close to the word cult. And most people think cults are crazy people that end up in wars with the government or they all commit suicide or something like that. So don't think the word occult is bad. It's just secret knowledge. That's all it is. Originally, a guy named Thoth from Egypt was accounted for this knowledge considered Hermeticism. He recorded this knowledge in the Emerald Tablets in the B.C. era. That's a long-ass time ago, in case you didn't know. Much later came Hermes, dating back to the 1st century A.D. So, Hermes is from Greece, not Egypt. But many claimed he was Thoth reborn. Thoth or Thoth, however you pronounce this dude's name. He's very important in Egypt times. Ties between the Emerald Tablets and Hermeticism. I personally have not researched. Others have, and they drew direct links to both. True or not, I don't care. The applicable knowledge to everyday life is what matters to me. So this is not a religion, it's philosophy and universal governing laws, which sounds like it must involve a God, but that's for you to decide. You can choose whether there's a God applying these principles or not. Seriously, there's room for that within these laws and principles that I will talk to you about today. So don't be scared off by the thought of spirituality being involved in some of the philosophy, okay? The scientific-minded will find the truth in this, these principles, as well as those that do have a God that is in their life. The writings declare to make an appearance in one's life when the time is appropriate for them to appear. So there you have it. They have now appeared in your life. And I am going to present them to you. And if you're curious, 
you will continue to research and go above and beyond this because I am not going to read the whole book on seven hermetic principles to you. I am going to scan over each one and what it covers, what it involves, how you could use it in your life. And then the burden's on you to go and find out more about the seven hermetic principles so you can use it yourself. Or maybe you'll understand enough from this podcast to start applying it. So that's what I encourage you to do. Okay, so I've explained the history of hermeticism and where the seven hermetic principles come from. So now, my friend and fellow podcast colleague from The Human Factor, Danny, is here to join in on the seven principles as we go through them because I am bewildered by the philosophy and how fascinating it is, and I want to share it with him just as well and get his thoughts on it. So you are going to be listening out there and be overwhelmed for the first time hearing this. And he is too. And so, I'm, well, I, I, I kind of already cheated and had a little look at it. So, nah. <laughs> you know, one thing I mentioned during the history is in the book of Hermeticism, it says these writings declare that they will never make an appearance in your life until it is the appropriate time for you to hear it. That's, that's already interesting, is it not? Sounds very deep. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so let's start with principle number one. It's mentalism. Okay, all is mind in this universe and in other universes. Oh, that's already very interesting. Before anything exists, first it was a thought. Very deep, right? The universe. Okay. So a thought created the universe, planets, stars, atoms, biology. Okay. Maybe that's too deep to start. If I, that's me talking this, that's, that's going God process. And I'm telling you, this is not necessarily a God based thing. It's philosophy and spirituality, but it's not based on a God. But if you think of it in those terms, Everything started as a thought. You could apply it to a God, right? So I did, and I just, I wanted to just mention it. So let's go to people. Let's go to me and you, Danny. What about a chair you're sitting in? A car that you drive? A book that you read? A jet that flies? The CERN atom collider? (laughs) Or more simple, how about the next move you're going to make, Danny? All these start as a thought before they materialize into the world. So thoughts are incredibly powerful from the atomic bomb to falling in love for anything to exist. Again, mentalism. First, it started as a thought. So what we think we shall become and create if we put action into it, have the right thoughts and the right action will follow, right? Pay attention to your thoughts. Some are to dis, to be disregarded. Some of your thoughts, throw them out like a bad seed. Do not plant them in the garden of your mind or it will grow and bear fruit. Uproot it and plant good seeds, which are thoughts, and grow them. 
Now, does this not sound very similar to the Bible? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you start talking about the universe, I mean, that's like, that's like extreme telepathy or something. And I don't but what know. About plant, plant, you know how the Bible talks about planting seeds and sowing seeds. Yeah, absolutely. It's talking about planting seeds. Do not plant a bad seed for it will grow. True. Throw it out. Absolutely. <laughs> Uproot it. Plant the good seeds or thoughts is what it's talking about and grow them instead. Mm. So everything starts as a thought, dude. Everything. Yeah. I think James Hetfield said it in one of his songs where he's talking about sowing seeds and then the, the comes the tree grows or something and the thorn that gets him from the tree. That's I don't remember what song it is, him. but James Hetfield's always had pretty damn good lyrics from Metallica. If you don't know Metallica, then, you know, I probably don't have much respect for you out there. But... <laughs> I, I, that's just because I love Metallica. I grew up on them, and I have great respect for Mr. Hetfield that Danny's talking about. He's wrote many meaningful lyrics. He came from a, it wasn't Scientology. What was the, the religion he came from that his parents were? It was some science religion. I'm not sure. Christian science or something. It was not Scientology, though. That's possible. I, I can't really remember what it know. was, but he rebelled from it. It was repressive. Uh, he didn't like it, so he played heavy metal and worshiped Satan. No, he didn't worship Satan. <laughs> he, he, he worshiped alcohol. <laughs> he worshiped alcohol and ended up in rehab. Yeah. So what do you think about this mentalism shit that I just told you about? Everything starts as a thought before it materializes into the world. You create things with your fucking mind is what it's saying. It's common sense, honestly. That's the whole is thing. It is it not? Is yeah, it not? I mean, I mean, every single thing that you do, like I'm speaking to you now, my brain has already, it's already become a thought. It's a thought being processed through and me. It, it's quicker than the speed of fucking light. Which this is amazing. When you think about it, the way the neurons in your brain fires, your thoughts, this is another thing. When you want to get deep into it, like where does your thoughts come from? Well, science wants to say it comes from you and your brain and nowhere else. Other people would like to tell you that your soul and who you are, Danny, and who Jay is here, we are not physical. We are spiritual. So if we're spiritual, pretend I'm a TV. An old TV with my rabbit ears up, catching the reception. Mm-hmm. I tune into the channel that's Jay. That channel is on. Yes. However many years that TV lasts, great. One day it breaks. You don't pick up that station no more because the TV has worn out. That's my body, right? But the station is still being broadcast, right? It's out there. So consider that your soul. Consider that what you are picking up on with your consciousness or your brain right now. Maybe who you are is in another dimension another place and this meat sack you live in is what receives the transmission until your meat sack dies. It's a good way to look at it. It's an interesting one. I heard somebody else express and I thought I would share it with you. I think all the in-between channels are poltergeist. Yes. Be very careful about the fuzz. Don't tune into the fuzz channels. 
Well, uh, I mean, will scientists try to tell you that's how you can view the cosmic microwave background, but you know, <laughs> maybe they're right. Who knows? I don't believe much of scientists these days. There's a talk so much bullshit scientists, historians. When I was a child and I grew up, I looked up to authority and I believed what they said. Now I've gotten older and I realized that most of them, they lied to us. They filled us full of shit. They adapted us and got us ready for the world to make us into another number to go to work and make money for them and not think about it, not question it until the day we die. Pay into the system, pay your taxes, be a good little boy or girl or whatever the hell you consider yourself nowadays since that's all screwed up too. Um, <laughs> and don't don't question things, just do what the system teaches you to do. Believe the history that we teach you. Believe the science that we tell you is legitimate. I don't believe none of any of this crap anymore. There's a few slight bits that absolutely that I do still believe, but there's lots of it called into question. And there's some of it I absolutely know they're lying about now. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's that whole duality thing that we talked about on another oh, podcast. Oh, hermeticism is going to show you all about duality, Danny. Let's move huh. on to correspondence because it's a little bit of what duality is about. Not exactly, but a little bit. Okay, this is the philosophy number two of hermeticism is correspondence. As above, so below. As below, so above. Have you heard it before? Oh, absolutely. Everybody's heard this. It comes from hermeticism. Physical mental and spiritual are not separate. Instead, they flow in the same line with different degrees of existence. Different frequency, vibration, and energies come from each. Finding balance, not chaos, is key. So to me, this is slowing down to know who you are physically, mentally, and spiritually. Many people that I know are trapped on one level or another, either like they're trapped in the mental or they're trapped in the physical. I don't know anybody trapped in the spiritual world. Um, this brings chaos to people or a lack of balance, unhappiness, discontent. While balance, somebody that is somewhere balanced between all three of those, it brings the opposite, joy and contentment. Now, I'm not that person. <laughs> I, I can admit it. I'm not. I don't have a balance between the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. I don't. I want to. The more I know, the more I learn, the more I figure out. That's what life is kind of like. It's like it's a journey for you to figure out the balance between these all. Yes. Do, you, do, do you understand the law, the, the law that is talking about correspondence? He's saying we. it says it all flows in the same line. The physical, the mental, and the spiritual all flow in the same line with different degrees of existence, different frequency, vibration, and energies. So your physical will only pick up on a certain percentage. The rest of it is up to you to discover. Absolutely. I believe that. Absolutely. And there will be those critics out there that will say, well, you're cynical, you know, because you don't, you know, exactly correlate to our beliefs or how we feel or what our structure is like. But I think everybody's different. And I do believe a lot what you're saying is it's very interesting because yeah, I'm not there. Is. I'm not I'm not there either because I do have too many questions. Thank you for being honest. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm not I can't say that I can fully understand how I feel on a spiritual level um, because 
everything I've ever been taught has come into question over the last few years. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm still exploring. And um, I, I invite everybody out there to explore because the more you ask questions and the more research you do, the more you're going to find out how misleading everything really truly is in today's society. That takes guts. That takes time. That takes willpower. That takes action. You have to do stuff on your own. Be motivated to research off the beaten track of mainstream because mainstream people are motivated to stay in a cult of the same kind of people. They want to be recognized. They want to be the same as everybody else. So it's so hard for people to go off the beaten path and do something different to research something that may enlighten them because it's against the grain. I encourage it just like Danny just did. You need to, because so much of what you're being informed of through mainstream is nothing but lies. And they're perpetuated through hundreds, if not thousands of fucking years. Well, to challenge, I mean, that's the whole thing. It may be very upsetting for some people to actually even contemplate, but which I don't want to do. I'm not one to upset anybody. No, but here's a good way to look at it. It's like saying, okay, well, I'm a Christian. Okay. So I believe this, that, or the other. Is it really so damning for you to explore Buddhists or explore Hinduism or to explore science or to explore other things? Beautifully put. Is God so vengeful in your religion that he's going to curse you for looking in a different direction? Is that going to be blasphemous? Yeah, this is a great point, Danny. If you're God, if you believe your God is so jealous that if you look into other religions, research it, look at it, read the books, then I promise you, you have not found God. I don't think he's going to write you a one-way ticket to hell. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. I already guarantee you, if you are a believer in spirituality and that a God created everything, that he is not wishing condemnation and plotting your demise, burning you in eternity forever because you looked into the Quran or Buddhism or something else because you're just interested in different points of view. In fact, a God would be happy about this, that you're seeking him in different ways to find the truth because you've been tricked, because you've been duped, because a man did alter many of these writings over and over again throughout the years. That's where it's scary to me because I fell for it for many, many years. And I'm again, like Danny said, not trying to discourage or upset or cut anybody down for what they believe. You believe what you want to believe. I believe now through my research that there is a God, but not the God that were presented by man in books that we are reading. I believe the older, further back you go into the most ancient of writings that we have on recording, you can find out who the real God is. Well, I think it's a very good blessing for people to understand that you have the ability to obtain knowledge. So why aren't you doing it? That's the question is why are you not picking up a book, reading something different, something outside your normal comfort zone? step outside the box once in a while, take a look at somebody else's, you know, it's like I always say, I have friends that are Christian. I have friends that are Buddhist. I have friends that do believe in none of that stuff and are very more like logical thinkers. But the thing is, is that they can all agree on one thing. 
They're not going to shun one another for it. And they certainly like to talk amongst themselves. And the cool thing is, is you learn so much Bam. from other people. That's it's amazing. Wonderful, wonderful point, man, is by opening yourself up instead of shutting yourself down, you know what you do is you get enlightened. And what is one of the biggest things that most religions are about is being enlightened, is opening yourself up to being spiritually more aware. Well, you can't do that if you shut yourself down to a dogma, which most religions are dogma. And that is just simply being so methodical about believing exactly one thing that you will not open your eyes or look around to anything else. So be aware of dogma. Be scared of dogma. And let's move on past correspondence because we hung out on this one quite a bit. (laughs) Hey, great, great points you made, dude. I try. You do well. Number three, vibration. Everything is in motion. How the hell did he know that? They didn't have no damn microscopes back then. Basic science now knows that the smallest atoms and molecules are always moving. Even while you sleep, your whole body is in movement. All your atoms, all your molecules in your body. Hell, in fact, most of you is empty space, people out there, if you didn't know it. And if you didn't know this also, CERN has discovered the God particle, which is called the Higgs boson. That was a while back. This is supposed to be like the particle that's in between everything. And science hadn't really done much to tell us much about what this is. I don't think they want you to know. Well, I don't think they know. That's the whole thing. And I think that it's very confusing to them. And tampering with something that's so, so beyond most people's thoughts of imagination. Unless you're a good science fiction writer. 17 miles of tubing, highly magnetized tubes, launching particles at light speed at one another for an explosion and these magnets also hold them in after that explosion happens they hold them for just a moment so where they can capture whatever happens and and analyze it and they've even admitted to trying to create black holes how is that a good thing these sound like some of the stupidest motherfuckers on the face of the earth they're supposed to be some of the smartest but in one of these explosions of electron on electron that they threw against each other at light speed, they discovered in the space of it the Higgs boson particle. And there's no explanation for it unless they just won't tell us what the fuck it is. But it's supposed they called they labeled it the God particle. Higgs boson. Yes. I don't know why I got the name. Maybe that was the guy that realized it through the thing. I don't know. But yeah. uh, I found it very odd that. They found this particle between everything, but they haven't correlated or thought about it or, you know, extrapolated on the idea to tell us some more about it. It kind of was just like, yeah, we found this. Let's move on. Years later, they're back up firing off again. This this happened a, a long time ago. Yeah. So quite a few years ago. Yeah. 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 They're not extrapolating on the idea. They don't want you to really think too much about it. They're just going to keep on doing stuff. I don't think they want you to know. So I was talking about human beings anyways and uh, (laughs) vibration. Okay. I want you to understand that even a rock vibrates. When we're talking about down to the atomical level and down to the molecular level, 
like I said, even if you're laying still, you're still vibrating. A rock vibrates. Even in outer space, brains emit particular vibrations changing based on thoughts. Your heart does as well. Do things and... I don't even know what the fuck I wrote here. Something's off. Oh, okay. I see. I got lost. My Pardon me for my brain fart. Okay, so you do things and you think things like happy things or thoughts or being like with animals, nature, helping out others, listening to music that makes you happy, positive, happy, joyful things or higher vibes or vibration like have a high vibe, man. You've heard people talk about that stuff before. Okay, it's true. It's higher vibes or higher energy. This is proven through science. So what they're talking about with vibration and the hermetic principles is true. Use vibrations for better health, mentality, and energy because everything is vibrating all the time, even things that you think are dead, even things you think aren't moving. Everything is made up of an anatomical structure and a vibrational quality. Yes. I think they did. They did some sort of testing. I I think several years back where they were talking about how you could take like a, uh, a molten piece of like, uh, some kind of a mineral. I don't remember what exactly what structure they used. It was basically some, some form of a rock. It was like granite. I don't know. But I, I know that they were saying that they were bouncing frequencies toward it to see and measure what level of frequency that was actually moving at compared to something that was like a creature that would could actually move. And they said, even though the creature appears to be moving, the rock actually is as well. It's just such, it's such a really different frequency that you don't notice it. The human eye doesn't see it. Right. That's what we got to remember is that our biology is tuned into a frequency to capture this physical world around us. But we even talked about this in another podcast. There are certain animals in this world that have a different frequency they're tuned into, like dolphins or bats or something like that. Oh, yeah. They they use sonar in different ways. They're like blind as a bat. They can't see because they emit sounds that bounce off shit and they get a radar image better than we get with the technology that we have with the Navy or the Air Force in their little bat brains. Somehow. It's it's amazing biology. Yeah, and you know it's proven now that like people who are uh, born blind or born deaf or, you know, even born mute, mostly the deaf and the blind, but they their other their other senses are so heightened. You know, that's how they they function in, in the real world. So you can imagine, you know, I found out about a study that you since you brought this up, I just got to say it real quick. I found a study the other day where they tested blind people to see if they could recognize things, even though they can't see. Yeah. There's a thing called blind sight. I think I'm going to have to do a podcast on that because they have found out blind people can see things. That's cool. So that means some part of your anatomical structure can still pick up something, even though your eyes are not seeing. That's badass. They could actually recognize people's uh, emotional. I believe it was their emotional quality stance at the moment. Like if somebody was happy, mad, sad, they could tell. Oh, so wow. 
is that seeing or is that feeling? I don't know what it is, but they call it blind sight. It's what it's called in the study. Maybe it's very much an extra sense to them. You but know? It, it's it's so phenomenal and it's so quantitative. It's an absolute factor that they find over and over in blind people that they don't actually have to see to know what's going on. That it's either they have some other form of seeing or knowing what's around them that allows them to operate. They call it blindsight. That's cool. Look forward to that podcast. Yeah, I don't know if I'll do it, but I just found it very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's fucking cool. I mean, when I heard about it, I was like, holy shit, the body finds a way. You know, it's like, it's, 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 it's amazing. You know, they've stuck a camera on a dude's tongue and given him eyesight. Huh? Like your Uh, brain. They stuck a camera on this guy's tongue that was climbing a mountain and his brain figured out how to convert the neuronal impulses from his tongue into a visual picture. That's awesome. I don't know how the fuck they did this shit. It sounds like sci-fi bullshit, but it's real. It's true. It happened. There's a lot of weird shit that I look into that I find out about and I'm like, holy shit, that's real. Yes. Welcome to the twilight zone. (laughs) Yeah, that's where I I like to kind of live in the twilight zone in the area where there is no discussion, where people don't talk about it. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's expanding our horizons in our minds. Right. I mean, why not? Yeah. Okay. Number four for hermetic principles is polarity. And you talked about duality. Okay. Polarity. Everything is dual. Having an opposite. Opposites are identical in nature, but they differ in degrees. This is where extremes meet. All truth is but a half truth. This is very philosophical, too, to understand this principle. It says understanding this principle will allow you to realize all paradoxes can be reconciled. Hmm. All truth is but a half truth. Everything is dual having an opposite. A simple example is hot and cold. Cold is the absence of heat, but they are both one thing, temperature in the middle. Yeah. It appears as dualism, but it is unity in disguise. Good and evil, another example, a construct of morality. An action may be good, absent of evil. But evil is still there waiting for absence of good to appear. Exactly. So there, again, it's not duality. It is unity between these things called polarity. There is a side to both of them, and they both need each other. Dualism is a different expression. So they call it unity. All truth is but a half truth. That really fucking blew my nuts off. <laughs> even, if, even, if, even if something is true, you have to look at the other side of it, the other polarity, because it's only as true as the other side. There That's weird. That's some deep shit, man, to, to get into it. But I encourage others to look into these philosophies and think, think deep on it because it will open your mind up. And that's what it's all about is deeper thinking to me. You just got a ding. <laughs> somebody, somebody messaging you. I don't know. 
Luckily, I'm not popular, so that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> okay, we'll move on from polarity. That was deep enough. Let's move into number five. You being a musician, Danny, good with all sorts of musical instruments, me as well. Let's talk about this principle, rhythm. Everything has a flow, out and in, up and down, left to right, a measured motion, tides, season, breathing, menstrual cycles, <laughs> like a pendulum. Rhythm enables the transition from one pole to another, which is principle number four we just covered. The seasons of life are easier to understand in this way. Relish the moments where all is glorious. This could be considered the summer of your life, but winter season of life comes for us all. Understand this and you will be ready for transitions and more stable in your mind, body, and spirit. You can feel rhythm in music. Of course, I think everybody knows that. All songs take you through a journey, even a symphony without drums. Lows and high points are experienced. Look to the stars and planets as well, and you will see a rhythm in their actions. What do you think of that? I think it's very true. Definitely. Not not, not a whole lot more I can say about it. I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's such a truism. <clears throat> so many of these are so old when they were written. I'm like, how the fuck did they know this? Uh, we just know that people have always been in, well, I won't say all people, but a lot, you know, people have been intelligent since the beginning of time. It's that's obvious. Some of it amazes me though. I mean, the depth of knowledge Uh, they're calling it like, it's not just principles. And a lot of this, I extracted some straight from the writings and it's called law, like universal law. Yeah. Like they're saying, this is, you can't, refute this this is universal law and they knew this way back then how the hell did they know that they just did man were they smarter than we are now uh, probably a lot of them yes <laughs> I mean you think about it, sometimes sometimes you pick up a I know I've done it in the past where I picked up a book um, that may have had writings that date back you know six seven eight hundred years and you start reading some of the things people wrote then and you're like holy cow, this is really deep. This is really profound. And you're like thinking, but this was supposedly during a time when things were very simple and people didn't have what we have today. But it just shows you that people had, there were those people that stood out. You know, there were the Einsteins there and you go hundreds and thousands of years beyond Einstein. Hermes is Einstein of 100 AD to me. Yes, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, you can go all the way back. You start talking about all the big names that you've heard throughout the years, Socrates, so on and so forth. Plato, yeah. And there's so yeah. many great philosophers and thinkers and yes. Galileo and the way people the people the way people thought and talked back then, you would think that they were like receiving a higher education today. But the fact is is that I think people have always been intelligent. I don't believe we were a bunch of apes running around scratching our asses. No, I believe sir. that people were always intelligent. Our very first whole scientific basis of mathematics and science came back thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago before people, you know, and they think, oh, well, those people were living in huts. And it's like, man, no, not really. 
You know, yep. you just ain't, you ain't paying close enough attention. This is where I agree. When I look at history, which I mentioned to you before we started this podcast, the more I dive into history, I see cataclysms. I see where there's been deluges above and beyond just the flood that's mentioned in every single religion on this earth right now. I see there's been multiple cataclysms and I see personally that humanity has actually been at higher points of intelligence and maybe even uh, you want to talk technology than we are now and cataclysms have regressed us every single time. So that's my belief through the research I've done. Well, you got to understand too. think about it. If, if science holds true, to the way that the earth was shaped when it was first in existence. We talk about Pangea, right? Yeah. It was all one big landmass. Well, what the fuck do you think happened to break that apart? It had to be something very <laughs> monstrosity. <laughs> yes. I mean, you're talking Powerful. a fucking earth devastating. I'm talking everything on earth is going and to there die. Is, and you know, you say that Pangea is not theory. I mean, you could say it's theory. Like, do you think... All these maps that we have found from cartographers from a long time ago showing the Antarctic's tropical, all mapped out exactly like it is right now, frozen in a mile deep fucking ice. How did they map it out in tropics if it was all ice back then? Well, we know it's not true now. And then, I mean, certain, like you said about certain continents being merged together, there's cartographers that showed certain parts of our continents merged together. During certain periods of time, old, old maps. Yes. Do you think these people just made it up so accurately? Such a mockery. Why would they waste their time? Exactly. Uh, maybe like being creative. Who knows? Yeah. But that the, the whole point is, is that now that we've found all these, like, I mean, underwater cities, civilizations, we're starting to find all kinds of structures off in the deep parts of the ocean that once were actually at sea level. I mean, you know, the, the world is global warming, climate climate change, my ass. The world has just gone through so many devastating changes throughout the billions of years it's been here. Who the fuck knows? I mean, it could have, we could have had infinite amounts of world ending disasters that wiped out very intelligent civilizations long before fucking even dinosaurs existed, so on and so forth. And people just don't have a broad enough mind when they start thinking about those things. Maybe it's because they lack the evidence, but, you know, it's all theory, so. There was uh, something I stumbled across recently, now that you mentioned it, that there was a vapor barrier that developed after one cataclysm that created a high nitrogen density and high oxygen density that caused all life form biology on the earth to grow to supermassive size. Now, the Bible mentions that there was giants at one period in time. Mm -hmm. There's other accounts of giants in other religions and other people speak of it. There's dragons spoken of, dinosaurs, things like that spoken of in other it's like people say, well, dinosaurs aren't sparking up in the Bible. Well, other religious texts talk about them, and dragons especially are spoken about. A dinosaur looks like a fucking dragon to me. Right. Maybe that's all they could call it. Every one of them's a fucking dragon. I don't give a shit. They all look like big dragons to me. 
That big lizard with legs of fucking dragons. It's a it's a big <laughs> fucking lizard. It's a dragon. That's just maybe that's what they fucking called it. Okay. Yeah. So India had them. China had them in all their religious texts. Uh, for some reason, our Bible maybe again going back to the fact that Catholicism got a hold of the Bible and did many edits to it. Maybe they took that part out. People, I mean, listen it's a up. Possibility. It could, yeah. it could have been in there and they omitted it, but. Other religious texts do have dinosaurs in it or something called this, you know, mega lizard or dragon or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Well, and then you got like, uh, you know, whenever they start talking about Nephilim and stuff like that, it's very good possibility that that was an occurrence, maybe even far beyond the Bible. I mean, who knows? I I think think it was called a vapor barrier or something like that. I listened I was listening to an, a historian who was talking about uh, certain periods on the earth created a different atmosphere. And it was for a specific period of time that this vapor barrier was created that raised the nitrogen and oxygen levels and increased all biological life. Not even just animals. I'm talking about plants. Everything was bigger, way bigger than normal. You see the size of that cockroach? Oh. Oh, everything was bigger. He's bigger, bigger than a German Shepherd. <laughs> yes, indeed. So it may be, maybe this uh, fellow that I listened to recently, Archaics. If anybody wants to check him out, I'll plug him real quick. You spell Archaic and then put an X at the end. Look him up on YouTube. This guy's fascinating. The research he's done, he's spent his whole life in freaking prison researching books. And then he got out and dived deep. And he's so freaking good. The research that he did, he's got publishers lined up to publish books for him because he's discovered so much stuff. And he he got so many ancient books delivered to him while he was in prison. And he had nothing but years and years. I think, I don't remember how many years he spent there, 20 years in prison. All uh-huh. he did was do history research. Well, hopefully he uh, doesn't return to prison. Oh, he won't. He won't. He already knows he fucked up. You'll, if you watch any of his archaics videos, you'll understand that he knows that the system took advantage of him and uh, uh, kept him in a cage for a long time and wanted to. That's the way our system is. It's very oppressive. They make money off of it. It's a corporate system to put people in prison and make money off of putting people in jail. That's a whole other topic. So let's stick with hermeticism. Hey, it's Jay. Are you enjoying the show? I hope so. If you are, Think about contributing. You can support this podcast for as low as a dollar a month, up to $10 a month. Look in the description below and you can find the link to click on to do a subscription. You can cancel anytime, no problem. If you don't want to do that, I have another option. I have my Venmo listed. Maybe you want to tip me for the information in this specific episode. Anything you wish to tip me, I will be greatly appreciative. It helps me, and I can keep this thing going. So that's the main point. I just want to express my gratitude to all those that help. And if you can't afford it, don't worry. Free information will still be coming. Take care. Philosophy number six, cause and effect. Everybody should know this basic rule of the universe of cause and effect. So let's go over the hermetic principle, how they define it. 
every cause has its effect. Every effect, its cause. All happens according to law, it says. The law of the universe. Chance is but a name for law that is not recognized. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point they made. That's what you call chance, a law that's not recognized. There are many planes of causation, but nothing will ever escape the law. Again, everything is connected. Each cause is merely the effect of something else going back to the beginning. Now, you can take that however you want to, to the beginning of God or to the situation or whatever, but they didn't elaborate. There is always connections, it says. Sometimes we are unaware what is the cause or unwilling to see our own participation. When something transpires, start tracing back cause and effect to find the links. This will help you understand life circumstances, making it less difficult to forge your own path using these principles. You'll feel less like a victim to what happens in your life. You'll feel more empowered by using cause and effect to understand. Careful consideration of your cause will lead to better effects. Hmm. Makes sense. It's all very rational to me. Well, yeah. Some people disagree that there is a cause or an effect or like everything that like there's a reason behind everything ah, if yeah. you really get down to the bottom of it I mean seriously I don't yeah. care if you like if you want to talk about sh- fucked up shit like somebody dying well the effect of them dying there's a cause to it absolutely did how they eat, how they drink, how they live. Did they walk in front of a bus? I mean, <laughs> they're, nah. they're, uh-huh. they're, they're, that's probably the cause. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, whatever you want to talk about, if you don't mind talking about health, why yep. did you, why did you have a heart attack? Cause I drank too much. Maybe that, and maybe uh, some other things were included. Maybe it was, uh, maybe some other factors. Maybe smoking had something to do with it too. Smoking, energy drinks over twenty five years. Okay, this is this is you being honest. But the point (laughs) is, is you want to use causation as a way to trace back the beginning of what caused the effect that you are in question of. In hermeticism, this is to enlighten you. And the more enlightened you become, the more you can follow cause and effect and decide what will be the cause to get you to the desired effect in your life. I think that's basic common sense. And a lot of people dodge this. Oh, yeah. No, it is. It's it's just basic logic. And if people don't understand that, that everything that happens has a reaction to it, then, then they just don't understand basic logic. I mean, that's just the way it is. Every little thing you do in life, it's going to trigger some kind of effect. So that's it. It's really that simple. There's not really, I don't know how you could even go into describing it any better than you already have. 
Yeah. No, I mean, if you get into science, I mean, you can talk about science and everything. I mean, you can take it. It just doesn't. It's not like we're talking anything spiritual here. It's like a talk about a pool table. If I hit a cue ball at a rack of balls, that energy displacement has to go through those balls and travel outwards, which will cause the other balls to move. This is cause and effect. That's another description of it. There's always a cause to an effect that happens. You just have to be willing to look at what was the cause. Yes, there's always some kind of catalyst behind it. That's exactly all there is to it, is that every for every at reaction, there's a catalyst, a point where something started it to get from one point to another. It's really like drawing a line and saying, here's this and here's it, it this. It is. Connect the dots. And, yeah. Yeah, for real. And, it, and we've, we've, we've mentioned actions, but cause and effect happens with emotional issues. Yes. Like, I killed her because she said my dick was small. Whatever. <laughs> you can see the cause and effect. Well... You couldn't do nothing about your dick being small, but you didn't have to kill her. But right. you want to look at the cause and effect. Why'd you get angry? Why did you blow up? Why did you grab a knife or gun or whatever you did and, and do her in? Okay, that's cause and effect. It can be on every single plane. It can be mental, physical, spiritual, cause and effect. That's what Hermeticism wants to express to you is everything happens on a mental, physical and spiritual plane they all exist together so it could affect you on a spiritual level too now you don't want to believe that that's fine like i said you can dodge these principles in a religious sense in a god sense if you want to and just stay logical into this world and the physical and all that that's fine but if you want to go to the depth of these principles look at the spiritual side of it too Absolutely. Because there's cause and effect there too. Some people call this karma. Some people have different names for this. Uh, what you do causes bad shit to come back to you. I don't know every name for it, but you can look at the way that you live your life and the good things that you do and what may be linked to what comes back to you and what may not come back to you as a spiritual side effect. That could be a cause and effect too. Just an idea for y'all to think about out there in podcast land. Uh, if you don't want to think about it, don't. If you do, go for it. Next one, number seven, is one I almost thought of just deleting and just talking about six of the principles. But I thought, hey, it's the seven hermetic principles. I can't delete one. But this is so controversial now to bring up. Gender. Oh, yeah. You knew I was going to say it. Yeah. Gender. That is the name of the principle. Gender. Masculine and feminine qualities exist on every plane of existence, physical, mental, and spiritual. A man or a woman has both qualities inside them, even though one physical sex is identified if these qualities are out of balance they could be there could be chaos or opposite idle passive behavior 
These are energies, not just genders. Example, female is nurture, imagination, conception. Male is action, making, expressing. We all need balance between the different genders that rule between our mental, physical, and spiritual sides. <laughs> what do you think of that one? That one, a lot of people would say, fuck that shit. I can be a man today and a woman tomorrow. I can be whatever I want to be. I can be, uh, kitty, I can be a kitty cat tomorrow if I want to. Yeah, I identify as a leopard. <laughs> Don't Gen- fuck with me. Gender fluid is something I do not <laughs> understand. I want to be understanding towards everybody, but physically, you did come to this world as one gender. It's one thing that I I really have a... Uh, I don't really, I should say, I don't really have a lot of beef with a lot of people about things, but when they start talking stupid shit uh, about gender, like, I, I mean, I literally heard, that's why I said that, I literally heard a girl say that I identify as a leopard and I can do that because that's what I want to do and nobody can stop me. And I'm thinking, that's fine. Why don't you go play with other leopards, bitch, and see how much they think you're a leopard? Oh, yeah, she'd be dead in a heartbeat. Yeah, you'd be dead because you know what? You're not a yeah, fucking the, leopard. Yeah, the leopard would not go, you know, cool, that's that's cool. You identify as a leopard. Leopard go, you know what? You you may think you're a leopard, but I see you as an easy fucking meal, bitch. Yeah, so. tag, tag, <laughs> tag, you're it. Yeah, let's play, let's play a little, let's play a fun game while we're in this case together. Tag, you, you're it. You look like a soft, squishy pink meal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was actually a school that put a litter box in the bathroom for kids that, identi- that that were identifying as cats. That's just bad parenting. That is schools, Danny. That's beyond parenting. That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, it start it had to start somewhere, and if parents were allowing that to allow their school district to do that, then oh, that's I'd be. Just all. If I had a kid, I'd be wanting to kick somebody's fucking ass. That's like like having same-sex bathrooms. I'd be wanting to kick somebody's ass. I'll be honest with you. I'd probably be the kid that took a shit in it just for fun. Yeah, I would too. I'd see the thing of sand there and just lay a big log in it just so somebody would have to look at it. I'd piss all over in the floor right in front of it and say, well, if you really want to use the litter box, you got to step in my piss. (laughs) That's just insanely ridiculous on every single fucking level possible. I, I just, that's the kind of shit I, I do have a problem with. And I don't normally judge people for their shit, but that kind of stuff is just stupid. Hey, and I think I know people just want to be different. It's being encouraged. It's yeah, being encouraged by our government. It's being encouraged on... Every fucking TV show. I watched a TV show on Netflix the other day with Kevin Hart and uh, Mark Wahlberg. A new one they did for Netflix. Just came Mm. out. Mark Wahlberg is talking via Skype to Kevin Hart. And his two kids are sitting at the table and he says something about his penis. And the boy says what a penis is. He's a little older. And the girl, girl says, do I have a penis? And Kevin Hart says... No. And he goes, wait, but you can one day if you want. Mm. And then all throughout this TV show, there's references made towards gender and identity. And I'm like, you motherfucker sold yourself out. Mark Wahlberg, Kevin Hart, fuck you. I don't, 
I don't respect either one of you anymore. And I did. Y'all are pieces of fucking shit. Yeah, I was going to say. You're selling this fucking idea. I gave your movie a thumbs down. I can't believe I fucking made it through it because there's three or four references to confuse people in this fucking movie. And I keep seeing it. And I'm thinking more and more, I just need to delete this shit off my fucking service. Because this is all this is, is an embedded idealistic way to confuse people, to fuck them up. Like we're talking about the way they confuse people about history and science. Now they want to confuse you on your fucking gender as well. And where do they hit you? They hit you with little comedies that are supposed to be subversive and go into your subconscious. Maybe a kid can watch it. Yeah. That's when you're the most susceptible is when you're a child. Yeah. And that's That's why Disney has made it a point. You know, they caught the president of Disney saying, put it into every cartoon, put it into every movie gender identity we want something in there we want something to make them recognize uh yeah. that women can be with women men can be with men a boy can be a girl a girl can be a boy they want that the president got caught they recorded her yeah so, there you go it's a it it's they're trying to force this on the public to identify with this they're trying to force this on your children Especially they're trying to hit your children because they're the most easy to influence when they're young and they're confused and they're trying to figure out who they are. And by, by no means do they need to try and figure out whether they're a boy or a girl when they're growing up in elementary school ages, junior high ages. They don't need to worry about that. They just need to worry about getting through life until they get to adult teenage years and then if they are still still so confused maybe figure something out then right maybe there really is a problem but there is not a problem when they are seven or eight years old i guarantee you that 11 12 years old they're not they don't have a problem other than what you're confusing them with and you're doing it on purpose and it's fucked up and i think it's as fucked up as a goddamn child rapist yeah, I'm so pissed off about it because I, I put it up there with a pedophile to me that you yeah. are confusing their subconscious and ruining their minds at such an early age and taking advantage of them when you know they're watching this shit on TV. Yeah. Oh, the whole world's a plague, man. That's just the bottom line, dude. It's it's everywhere. Yeah. Um it's, 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 the sad part is is this is just another way, it's just another form of separation. You get enough people believing this shit and then they form their own unit. That's another diverse group that can cause conflict with basically amongst the people, amongst the masses, always causing us to fight amongst one another when the real enemy is the assholes fucking behind it all. They're the ones that should be paying the price and they're the ones that should be taken down. Not society. We shouldn't be fighting amongst each other. We should all be getting along. But that's what it's about, man. Just all the fucking confusion, the chaos. Constantly keep it going. Keep the world divided. It's the easiest way to control it. It's so simple, yet so complex to people. But, I mean, it really isn't. There's no more need to overcomplicate this thing. Look at this principle that the hermetic wisdom laid out to you as perfectly fine as it is. You physically were created one way. That is what you are. You are a man or a woman. Now, we all have masculine and feminine qualities in our mind and in our spirit. 
but you can't change what you are physically. Right. You find balance is what they say in this universal law. Find balance. Yeah. Well, apparently that's not acceptable to some people. All these assholes doing gender reassignment and stuff, and that's fine. If you're an adult and you're making those decisions, great. But totally uh, agree with you. Totally agree with you. But if you're putting it in the minds of children to prep them and groom them, that's what that that is. It's it's up there with one of the like the most devious acts of all time. Maybe I'm. I mean, I I'm really ranking it up there by saying it's next to pedophilia, but. If you butcher, if you put this into a kid's mind and you fuck them up to where they go have gender reassignment surgery and they are fucked up for life from it, they can't change that. They're taking hormones. They have something cut off or something put on or whatever. They can't change that. And you let them do that when they're not even a teenager yet. They don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. Yeah. That they're probably just going to end up committing suicide or overdosing on drugs or something because they're going to be so mentally fucked up from what you let them do. Yeah. I, the, the, I, I can't help but put you up there with a pedophile for doing that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But, I, you know, it's just one little, one little leaf on a huge tree, and that's the problem. That's what's causing all the confusion for people. It, it is a lot to process because when you start looking at the bigger picture – it's so much garbage going on in the world today that it's anyone. It's hard for anyone to process it. And I get it. I'm right there with them. You know, I just, I, I guess I do more research and I understand the bigger picture a little bit better than some people. And I've started kind of formulating all this together and looking at the tree from a far distance and saying, that's a fuckload of leaves, man. That's, that's a shitload <laughs> of leaves. A lot, a lot of problems. It. Yeah, it is. it is. It's a mass. It's this yeah. gigantic mass that's coming at us all. Exactly. And that's why I was trying to tell you earlier before the podcast, it's like sometimes you just got to step outside the box. Look at it as, you know. It's so overwhelming. If you don't get out of it and look at it from a distance, then you can't even think straight. You can't see straight. And that or you find yourself being swallowed by it, literally. I mean, yeah. it'll consume you. It'll consume your children. It'll consume everyone you know. You got to step back and look at things and say, you know what, man, you know, I, there is a way to divert myself around this fucking tree. I just got to find an alternate route and maybe I've cut out some things in my kids' lives, cut out, you know, social media, cut out whatever you got to sacrifice, a little bit of sacrifice to meet the goals that you're looking at. You're, you want to make a change in your kid's life or your life or whatever your family, however you're looking at it, there's probably some form of sacrifice you're going to have to make. Maybe it's not comfortable, but it's so worth it. I don't think that all parents think the same and that may be the problem, but I always looked at my life and said, you know what? To hell with my life. The only thing I care about is, is that my children do better and accomplish more things than I did in my life. I want them to have a solid foundation and that's so hard to do, man, when you're looking at society today thinking, damn, this is now. What about 20 or 30 fucking years from now? What the hell's going to be allowed then? You uh, know, so, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm almost afraid to even see it. Hopefully I won't, but. <laughs> I hope you yeah. do. Well, maybe, I really maybe. hope you do. I hope me and you are like 80 or 90 years old and we're in fucking. I hope we're not like 
your standard 80 or 90 year olds getting around on a walker in a wheelchair. I hope we're still physically capable of getting up, moving around and we're still doing a podcast and we go, looky all the years ago, we talked about this shit and here it is fucking people having brain implants and penis implants and vagina. Impl- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. And if I'm in a wheelchair, dude, I'll just fucking, I'll make sure and manufacture that bitch with some fucking mini guns. <laughs> That way I can roll around on the streets and take care of fucking people that get near me. They'll probably you know, have like, us in a concentration camp by the way we're talking. Oh, absolutely. You think people are being silenced now? Just wait, dude. The future is nothing but loss of freedom. I, I have this. That. I have this odd feeling that an awakening is on the horizon. Mm. I don't think we're going to be in a concentration camp. I think people are going to wake up and take it back to the masters that sit at the helm that are so few. I really believe that's what's in the future going to happen. And I think it's not very far in the future because there's too much bullshit that's happened recently that's woke so many people up and it's only going to continue. Well, you know, that's funny you say that because they said that uh, when you talk about throughout the ages, you look at like the Bronze Age, Copper Age, all that shit, and you keep going, keep going. And then, uh, you know, you go through the Gigabyte Age, we did that. We went through the Nano Age. They said the very next step, there was a, I don't remember what philosopher it was was talking about. He said, well, the very next thing is, is the collapse of technology and then the, then we'll see the Enlightenment Age. It's supposed to be the Age of Aquarius. Yeah, so maybe there will be like somebody flip the switch and actually take That's things. That's supposed to be the age we're entering right now. Well, fuck, it don't seem like it. <laughs> yeah, it does not seem like it until it does. Let's just wait and have hope. And maybe some of these hermetic principles will reach some people out there right when they need it. And we helped them out today. I hope so. While I've got you on the line, before I end this, do you mind if I ask you about your heart attack from when it happened to where you're at right now? No, go ahead. I would love to include this right now, but I'm going to call it quits on the seven hermetic principles and save this inquisitive portion of me asking Danny questions about his survival of a heart attack for a separate podcast. We'll do a little bonus one. It's not a long interview, but we'll go over the fact of years of bad health that he had related to bad habits, eating smoking, drinking, other things that led up to the point to where he did have a heart attack, be brought back to life. Now he has stents in his heart and from going overweight, being diabetic, he is now, well, at one point, let's just say this, he was 65 pounds heavier and it hasn't taken him a long time to get his health in much better shape. And he exposes how he has done this in a rather short amount of time, changed so many things and gotten his health in better shape, which many people need to know and want to know how somebody like Danny did this. Of course, when you die and come back to life, that can make many people have some life changing habits occur. But Nonetheless, lots of people don't. So, I'll share this valuable information with you on the next episode. 
And until then, thanks for tuning in for the seven Hermetic Principles. Hope you enjoyed it. Love you all out there in podcast land. Please rate and review. And if you're interested in supporting the podcast, please do. And I will catch you on the next episode. <laughs> Later, y'all. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. But please do all this at your own risk.